Hello there. Usually, this is a place where our great host Jane introduces you to the podcast. I am Jan, part of BASF Agricultural Solutions Communications Team. Since we have a surprise bonus episode for you today, I'm taking over the host role once. Today, we'll talk about the meaning of wheat from a seasonal perspective, different Christmas food habits around the world, explain firsthand from BASF Agricultural Solutions employees around the world. My name is Stephanie Shoko Whittemore. Um, I have kind of a multicultural background. I grew up both in Tokyo and in New York. So my name is Andrea. I am originally from Italy, but I've been living abroad for half of my life. And I've been living in Belgium for approximately eight years now. I'm Neil Bentley and I've been with BASF for more than 20 years and I've worked in all different types of functions, including time spent in Germany and North America. Feliz Natal e Feliz Ano Novo a todos. Thanks to all colleagues around the world for joining the podcast to share about the meaning of wheat during holiday season. We'll start our little culinary journey in Tokyo. Stephanie Shoko Widemore grew up both in Japan and the United States and is currently working in our agricultural solutions team in Tokyo. And I asked her to tell me more about one seasonal Japanese dish, the Christmas cake. So when you told me that, I was very confused myself because I was like, I, I, it's a Western item, right? Christmas cake. So I was like, how Japanese can it be? And I did some research too. And you're right. It's apparently something that's very special to Japan. Um, and it was um, started by a company, like everything, when you think about commercialism. Um, but it was started in like 1910, I think, uh, in a port town called Yokohama by a company called Fujiya. Uh, to cater to foreign customers, but also to Japanese locals. And it's kind of, it started like um, a dense fruitcake. But now I think what you think of and what we may associate the Christmas cake in Japan is like a fluffy sponge cake with strawberries and like uh, whipped cream. So it's kind of like um, what people think of like a strawberry shortcake is, but with a fluffier sponge in, I guess, what European people would um, think of. So that's basically what a Christmas cake is in Japan. But I think due to the palette evolving over the years, since it's no longer 1910, people have different, you know, tastes and preferences. The cake has definitely evolved. Um, a lot of uh, high-end cake stores um, and pastry places have like um have kind of like created their own type of cake too so it's it's definitely evolving and uh, a lot of pistachio cakes and because strawberries are becoming more and more expensive they're trying to add their own twist to it and i guess incorporating cassis flavors or chocolate flavors or whatever is more available um on a daily basis so mm -hmm. and you already told me that also the let's say um, cake manufacturers are more catering to the social situation. So there are, for example, yes, also yes, yes. single version <laughs> of this cake when you spend your Christmas Eve alone, right? Yes. So um, Christmas here compared to European countries or in the States is definitely more of a couples thing. And people spend it with their friends or couples spend it together. So with the dwindling population and some people who don't really have boyfriends or girlfriends, there is a lot of demand for smaller cakes instead of family size cakes. So a lot of the, the famous, more famous places have created these small cakes like one piece 
piece is maybe like $8 and it's only like the size of like a coin. <laughs> a lot of like these higher end places have made these kind of cakes that are catered towards more of the the soul, like alone people um, who enjoy Christmas, you know, to themselves. So I would definitely prefer the larger size, not like just the size <laughs> of a coin. I don't know. I, it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, the smaller ones, you can have more than one, so you feel less guilty. Um, but there's a term in Japan called kuribochi, which means it's like a coin term. Um, it's combining kurisumasu, Christmas, and hitoribochi, um, and alone. Hitoribochi means alone, so kuribochi. Um, so you spend Christmas alone, and people are kind of trying not to do that or if they do they want to like be proud of it so I think there's a lot of people trying to celebrate Christmas on their own in the most fanciest way possible um, and in that case they buy like those nickel sized coins or their whatever cakes and enjoy it in the most bougie way possible that they can. So treat yourself that's the spirit. Yes exactly exactly. <laughs> are there any further food or pastry habits around the holiday season right now in Japan you are aware of? Uh, so like you said, cake is one of the biggest things, um, but there's also this interesting, like, habit where people want to eat fried chicken for some reason in Japan during the holidays. So this is also another, uh, campaign that started, um, also by another company and you might know this company. It's called KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I heard of that, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty big in the States, but also in Japan. And they started, uh, a campaign, I think in the eighties or something like that, um, where they said like, let's celebrate Christmas by eating fried chicken. And that really caught on so uh they do massive like promotions uh that start maybe in like even as early as october or november uh getting people to order chicken in advance uh so a lot of families they buy the bucket or the barrel or whatever it's called and they just enjoy christmas with a bucket of chicken so <laughs> and from your personal perspective what are your plans for for this year's holiday season any let's say plans how you want to celebrate christmas so i will not be a kuribochi this year i'm celebrating with it um with my family so i'm more <laughs> um enjoying i'm enjoying christmas more in like a westernized style um we'll be having dinner together so i will be cooking dinner <laughs> Oh, and what's going to be uh, on the menu? What's going to be on the menu? Oh, okay. So I'm not an elaborate cook. So we are going to get some chicken. <laughs> We're going to get some fried chicken. Um, and then I'll be making some salad. Uh, and then I'm ordering cake. <laughs> so um, pretty simple. And then some roast beef and like maybe some potato salad or something like that. So a good mix of delivery and some homemade goods. So you're not going to turn on the oven and, and make some some pastry baking on your own? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not for me. <laughs> I'm going to let the professionals cook for, you know, uh, the better good. I'd rather not burn down my house. So I'll let that let that be. <laughs> Our next stop is Italy. Andrea grew up in Apulia in southern Italy and lived half of his life abroad. For the past eight years, Andrea lived in Belgium. He emphasized the huge meaning of wheat in Italian cuisine all over the year, but also during holiday season. I'm very happy and honored to talk on behalf of my uh, uh, original nationality. Yes, indeed. Uh, Italy has an historic vocation for wheat and many varieties of wheat, but specifically durum wheat. 
which is really essential for um, for our pasta industry, our pastry industry, and 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 so on. So it's really the basic raw material for our uh, most iconic industry. And uh, and I think it's a stereotype, but I think it's not exaggerated to say that we're really captivated by the the, the vast quantity of different shapes and kinds. Of, of pasta, so we do egg pasta, cooked pasta, stuffed pasta, uncooked, fresh, dry, frozen. So it's it's true we are easily we can get easily impressed by another shape, yet another shape of pasta. And and also um, just to reinforce the myth, it is true that Italy is uh, is leader in pasta consumption with uh, roughly 23 kilo per capita. Uh, uh, against a, a, a EU 27 average of around 20, 10 kilos per capita. So we're really, we're really top of our game. And, uh, and indeed, so pasta is also, uh, and pasta-based products are very iconic in, in Christmas tradition. Um, some of the most recognizable products are, of course, for example, panettone or pandoro. They are really part of the uh, Northern tradition. So a bit more coming from Milan, uh, Lombardy or from Turin, so Piedmont. And, and as I mentioned, I come from the south, so I can actually relate to other kind of products that are also uh, somehow uh, iconic. So, for example, in, in Puglia and in general in the south, we are really strong um, with wheat-based products. Uh, for example, orecchiette, friselle, taralli or focaccia, which is a kind of a thicker pizza, very common in the south. Uh, when it comes to uh, Christmas sweets, um, one of our uh, traditional dishes is cartellate, which is in fact fried dough made with flour, uh, wheat flour, of course, oil and white wine. So very heavy, very, very strong on the sweet side, but nonetheless very typical. And uh, and so, yeah, this is a, this are a bit more the, um, the typical Christmas tradition uh, that I can relate to. But of course, each region is different. Each region has their own uh, specific and local uh, excellence. That's that's really a variety. Absolutely, yes. So, so any let's say personal relations? So, are you sometimes trying to to bake some of the items you mentioned on your <laughs> own, or are there any let's say personal owned uh, recipes? Of course, if they are secret, you do not need to share them here. <laughs> I I must admit that I'm not a big baker. And, and I would always uh, choose a salty dish over a sweet dish. Um, but of course, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big pizza eater. I could easily eat pizza, pizza in the morning. That would be absolutely fine for me. And also pasta. I'm a big fan of stuffed pasta. So perhaps tortellini, ravioli, uh, both uh, vegetarian, but also with meat. And uh, I do remember uh, very vividly memories of uh, me as a child uh, contributing to the process of pasta making for the entire dinner, for example, at Christmas. So I would really much remember those huge tables filled with flour and uh, and the entire chain that goes almost generation for generation. So you will see the, the, uh, the grandma and then the auntie and then my mom and then I would be continuing. So these are, again, very much stereotypical, but I must admit this is exactly how it looked like. And uh, and when I talk to my friends also in other parts of, 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 of my country, I see this very much the same. So maybe maybe we'll be drinking different kind of wines. Maybe we will be drinking different kinds of digestive. But the entire process of making your own pasta for the celebration, it's very much a household um, habit and tradition that, you know, it's really good to keep it. 
the journey moves on to the United States. Neil is currently based in North Carolina, but has also lived in Germany for a while and experienced different ways to celebrate holiday season. Hear more about his favorite traditions and wheat-based Christmas snacks. You know, when I was I was young, I really didn't appreciate the traditions that my family held. Uh, and that's one of the interesting things about being in the U.S. is all of the different cultures that have come together in the USA. Well, I grew up in southern Minnesota in predominantly a Norwegian area. My grandparents spoke Norwegian most of their childhood, in fact. And we would have many Norwegian traditions as part of our Christmas heritage. But I didn't really recognize that. I just took it for granted. And it wasn't until I moved to Germany that I was really introduced to fantastic tradition. And that was one of the best things that we enjoyed about Germany was the seasons of tradition, including the Christmas season. Whether that be the Christmas markets, the Vinox markets, or uh, you know other parts of the year, we really enjoyed being part of those traditions. And I can remember living in Spire many times when we would go up to the Christmas market on a cold evening and have a, a glue vine or, or something of this nature and enjoy our friends and our family and really get steeped in the tradition of the season. And it's made me come back to the U.S. and think more about the traditions that I celebrated as a child and how important they are for the way we celebrate Christmas now. So, so let's come to talk about this, let's say, food perspective a little bit. And I know there is a stereotypical gingerbread uh, culture around Christmas season in, in the U.S. Anything we can share on that? Do you have, let's say, any special Christmas food habits? Well, we do. Um, and that that's also, you get to the sweet tooth, right? I, I'm, I'm someone who really enjoys sweets. I, 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 I had a problem with that most of my life. And, and that's also coming from now bringing the Norwegian culture. And, you know, depending on where you're at in the U.S., there's a cookie for every state. You can go online and you can look up all of these different cookies and you think about gingerbread. Well, one of the things that the Norwegians really celebrate is a cookie. It's a waffle cookie called krumkaka. And we would make krumkaka every year. And you can have this as a small wafer cookie or a rolled cookie or filled a little bit with some whip, whipping or whipped cream. And this is something I remember as a child. It's made from you know, um, uh, it's made from, you know, wheat, it's made with cream, it's made with milk. It's it's just a fantastic delicacy that I enjoyed uh, as a child, and we still enjoy today. But that was one of the best parts of the holiday season were the big assortment of cookies that we would be able to have and snack on most of the days. So you got your hands dirty also and got involved in the baking? Oh, yeah, we would do that. We have a big baking seminar. That was one of the things we really enjoyed doing. You know, whether it's a sugar cookie that you're you're making, you know, in the shape that you'd like. We're making Christmas trees and Santa Claus and, you know, stockings and stars. And we make all of these different shapes and we're making them with icings and special toppings. That was really something that we enjoyed doing with our children that the kids enjoy doing is decorating that special cookie, making that cookie. And then, you know, Hopefully not saving it for too long so it doesn't get too hard, but really enjoying it for for the, the, the day and, and, and going on to make the next cookie the next day. And did you already had some of these, let's say, sweet treats already this year or are you saving up for the, the actual Christmas Eve? 
They're already starting to be delivered. We have a fantastic neighborhood here where we live in, in RTP, and all of our neighbors are always exchanging their favorite sweets of the year and favorite cookies, and we already start to see these happening. So I'm very excited uh, for the season, and, and we're already starting to see this. We will, in our household, have a special cooking uh, uh, seminar, let's say, uh, closer to the Christmas season so that we can uh, we can control a little bit the calorie intake that we have in our household. <laughs> So after, let's say, the whole neighborhood is caring for themselves with some foods, there is going to be like some, some group workouts, I guess. That's exactly right. That's why it's so so popular to get to the end of the year. But we really enjoy ourselves now. And, you know, you, you have the holiday and you enjoy the sweets, you enjoy sharing your traditions, but you also enjoy being with your friends and family and really enjoying one another and catching up uh, about what's happening in the communities, what's happening in our lives and, and coming back together again as we finish out the year. So any other seasonal dish you like and want to add here? You know, one of the things we talk about is the Christmas cookies, the lead up to Christmas and all of the fun that we can have. One of the best things that we also enjoy is the morning of Christmas when we make these really sweet rolls that are fantastic to snack on with your coffee or your favorite warm drink. And this is also something that I think we should be thinking of, not just Christmas cookies, but Christmas rolls in the morning so that we can as we're waking up on that wonderful day that we're able to, uh, to celebrate as a family. Our final culinary destination in this episode is Brazil. Rafael is part of the BASF Agricultural Solutions team in Sao Paulo. During the holiday season, it's summer in Brazil. For Rafa, this means going to the beach and enjoying a special wheat dish, Rabanada. Different of uh, most of the countries uh, here in Brazil, the, this, uh, this Christmas season is on uh, it's on summer, so it's not so traditional as you have the the snow and uh, all the the trees, for example, that uh, we have in, in in United States. But we use it to to build a Christmas tree in our house, our home. Uh, and also, we like to enjoy this season with our families when we are speaking about uh, Christmas. Uh, so most of people uh, go out of the cities and uh, enjoy this season with uh, your family. And uh, after this, you go to another season of vacations to um, New Year's Eve. So um, these three days and 23, 24, 25 Most of people enjoy the, the Christmas with uh, the, their families. And I learned that there is this special, let's say, food habit called Rabanada. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, uh, Rabanada, it's a traditional snack that we have here in Brazil. It's like a dessert, but also uh, we use on the breakfast. Um, it's, uh, it's made of uh, like old bread. Use the old bread to, to, to fry with uh, sugar and cinnamon, and it goes really, really well on the, the breakfast. After you drink some champagne, some wine with uh, your family, uh, you start the, the, the Christmas day, actually, on 25, on the breakfast, using uh, having some habanada. And uh, people usually have with some milk, uh, with some tea, but goes... Uh, Most with most everything, I used to, to eat with ice cream. So I have some vanilla ice cream and habanada, and goes really, really well. <laughs> This sounds like the perfect start to the day. So you can have it as breakfast uh, also. 
Yes, uh, habanada goes with everything. Uh, some people have habanada on the Christmas Eve uh, uh, in the dinner. Uh, some people have some habanada in the breakfast. Uh, some people have the habanada on the dessert on uh, after barbecue on 25. I, I, I really enjoy the habanada with uh, vanilla ice cream after after the, the lunch on 25. So uh, you can use on uh, all meals that you have in this holiday season. <laughs> it's really, really good. And you have some uh, kinds of rabanada. People are, uh, some people have with chocolate also. Some people use that with uh, another uh, dessert that we have here. It's doce de leche. Uh, so you have some rabanada with doce de leche. And you, you, can, you can create your, your own rabanada. <laughs> So a great variety, like personalized yes. rabanada, make it your own one. Yes, yes. With uh, jelly, you know, it goes with everything. And will you also bake it on your own or uh, where do you get it? Uh, we have some bakeries here that uh, also do the, the habanada. Uh, I create by myself because it's not so difficult because you can, uh, you just you must have some uh, old bread, <laughs> uh, some sugar, some cinnamon. Uh, you drop on the milk also, so you create a like a, a cake. Then you, you fry and and it's perfect. It's perfect. And you pass on the sugar and the cinnamon after. So it's it's really really good. The old bread become a new bread with sugar and cinnamon. <laughs> Yeah, so all listeners, you just got Raphael's very personal rabanada recipe for free. Yeah. Yes, so yes. Um, we are we are going to put all of the infos in the show notes so people can maybe have a look at it. And and Raphael, if you have like a, a recipe online you can share, we're also going to put that in the show notes so people can can just do it on their own at home. Okay. And you already told me in advance that this Christmas you are going um, to make a little vacation at the beach, right? So yes, how will yes. you spend this year's holiday season? Uh, most of people here in Brazil, as I said, uh, we are uh, starting the, we are almost finishing the spring and, be, and starting the summer here in Brazil. So the the weather is really really hot, and most of people really enjoy to to travel to the beaches here uh, in Brazil. So here in São Paulo, we have some um, beaches that is really near uh, of the city. And people, uh, some people go to the northeast of Brazil to, to enjoy the, the, the summer, the real summer of Brazil. Uh, so after Christmas, most of people really go out of the cities to, to, to spend the, the nearest New Year's uh, Eve uh, on, the, on the beaches. It's a traditional uh, holiday here in Brazil. Most of people use the, the white clothes and also go to the beaches to... to to, to enjoy the, the, the New Year's on, on the beach. Thanks to everyone who joined the podcast and thanks to all of you for listening. With that, our colleagues around the world have just one last thing to say to you. Best wishes for the holidays and a happy and healthy new year. Subscribe to The Science Beyond Your Salad wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. You'll hear from us again in 2022 with lots of more exciting stories. Frohe Weihnachten und guten Rutsch! Merry Christmas! Yo yo toshio!
So, so with this message, I just like to, to wish uh, all the listeners Merry Christmas. And as much as I, I can also like to share in Italian, so tanti auguri di buone feste a tutti quanti, grazie. Merry Christmas to everyone who's out there. And, uh, and I really hope that everyone has a fantastic and restful season, enjoys the holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a nice uh, 2022. And in Portuguese, Feliz Natal and Feliz Ano Novo a todos. E tenha um próximo ano aí com grandes desafios e conquistas.